This episode of the Vacant House Podcast is brought to you by the Michael Avenatti Law Firm. Do you need a company extorted or maybe even a Supreme Court justice nomination suspended? Say no more. The Michael Avenatti Law Firm has your back. As soon as we are out of prison, of course. The Michael Avenatti Law Firm. In or out of prison, we got you covered. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Vacant House Podcast. It is Wednesday, March 27th. I am Hayden Snook, joined by Kyle Bargo. What's going on, guys? And Spike Seltzer. Welcome. (laughs) So, lately, we like to start off the podcast by talking about something we've done in the last week or so. And, uh, Bargus, I'll let you start. Oh, goodness. We went to Top Golf on Tuesday night, and I am terrible at golfing. Every aspect of golfing, unless it's mini golf. I am absolutely atrocious. So, yeah, bad, 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 bad. <laughs> Spike. So speaking of golf, I work at a golf course. I'm an assistant huh. manager in, in the pro shop. So yeah, and uh, we Whoa. just opened up one of our courses. So it is just it is just swamps with students because it's on Penn State, obviously. So it's students. It's members. It, I mean, everybody is flocking right now because it's like the first couple of nice days in spring. So I'm just. When I go to work, I'm dreading it. It's it's we're swamped, but um, I'm loving it. Excited for the golf season. Masters coming up next month, so that's what I've been up to. What about you, Hayden? Well, uh, as I've said before in the past, I am a photographer. Uh, well, uh, an amateur photographer, and actually, this past week, I got to take baby pictures for the first time. Hey. Um, <laughs> and let me and let me tell you something. That is very difficult because babies do not want to cooperate with you at all. They, if you try to move their hand in one position, they're going to put it in the complete opposite, up their nose, and make it look even worse. So it's mm-hmm. it's pretty difficult. Um, also, uh, yesterday, most of you probably know, MLB The Show finally released. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, giving my review of that next Monday. Uh I'm I'm really excited about that. Actually, I I got to play it a little bit, but not enough for me to really give a full review yet. Um, but I think that's a great segue into what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, today's podcast, we're pretty much just going to be looking uh, into um, the upcoming baseball season. Um, and really, what we're going to be looking at first is the free agent acquisitions of uh, pretty much every team uh, throughout the off season. Um, we had some big ones, obviously, with Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, but there's a lot that went under the radar because of that. Uh, there's monster contracts and the extension of Mike Trout. So there's a lot we haven't been talking uh, talking about or paying attention to. So let's start off with that, and I'll let Spike take it from there. Uh, obviously, as a Phillies fan, I'm pretty biased here. I thought, I thought the best acquisition to win right now was the Phillies. I think I think the Padres with Machado was good, but they don't have they don't have a roster to win right now. They keep talking about their farm system, which is fine. I mean, I, I understand that farm systems farm systems are you know extreme importance, but, but the Phillies are they have all their acquisitions of J.T. Romuto, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, uh, Robertson in the bullpen. Uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody else. Uh, uh, John Segura. Gene Segura, all, all those acquisitions are just huge. And I think they won the free agency and also for the 13 years. Uh, 
I, I think they won it by far. And like we talked about with Mike Trout, all these teams now are taking their star players, are taking their star players and um, doing contract extensions, not letting them go to free agency, which I think we talked about before. And I think that's great. So, but this was a huge year in free agency for baseball. And I think it's, I think this is the most excited people have been for opening day in a long time. Oh yeah. The rosters are very different than they were last year. I did my fantasy baseball draft last year, last week, and I was very shocked at some of the acquisitions that came under the radar. Uh, Hunter Pence to the Rangers was one I had no clue. Uh, Jay Bruce to the Mariners was another one. Like, I mean, to me, they're relevant because they used to be really good players. Now, is Jay Bruce going to make a crazy impact with the, with the Mariners? Probably not. Um, Jerickson Profar to the Athletics, I like that a lot. But I know, Snook, you'd probably get into this a little bit. But I think the Yankees made some awesome acquisitions. They got DJ LeMahieu, who... Did the Yankees have a good second baseman before? Uh, they have... I know, like... They were looking uh, middle infield because that Didi Gregorius is hurt. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing they had Glaber stop, Torres. Right? Yeah, they had Glaber Torres at second base, but he okay. Glaber was uh, brought up through the farm system as a shortstop. So they're mm-hmm. probably gonna like kind of shift Glaber over to, over to the shortstop position. In the meantime, I don't see Lemayhu like being like on the roster after All-Star break, to be honest with you. Really? You think they're going to ship him, or you think they're going to put if, him down, if, or what? When, if DD comes back and DD performs well, uh, I don't think LeMahieu, like I think they might like trade him off or something. So you think he's I, just a placeholder until DD gets back? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. exactly. Same with same with Tulowitzki. It could be either mm-hmm. of them, either yeah. LeMahieu or uh, Tulowitzki. I would actually lean more towards Tulo getting traded than mm-hmm. LeMahieu. Gotcha. Uh, I love the James Paxton trade. I don't think the Yankees lost all that much from that, at least no, from a, from a winning all. now perspective, right? Um, and then Zach liked, Britton was huge. I thought Zach Britton was also yeah. Zach Britton was a big one. Um, was it Zach Britton that they didn't? The manager didn't throw him in a playoff game, and he hadn't given up a run in like how however many innings? Was that who I'm thinking of? Does I honestly, make... I honestly, it sounds familiar. I, I, I can't think of the name, but it very well, very well might have been though. Hmm. And then the other one uh, who kind of flies under the radar is Adam Ottavino, who was with the Rockies. But fun fact about Adam Ottavino, Adam Ottavino was in the first the state college spikes, who are like our backyard minor league baseball team in Central PA. Adam Ottavino was there year one, and he became a really good pitcher year two. I think he was there for for two. It's, it's short season single A, um, or short, short season low A. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but yeah, Adam Ottavino. I actually in my room at home, I have a big picture of Adam Ottavino from the program hanging up autographed, and then he went on to be the Yankee or not the Yankees, the uh, the Rockies closer for a while. So uh, I think he's pretty good. They got Rex Brothers. They got. Danny Farquhar, I don't know. Danny Farquhar used to be a closer for Kansas City. I don't know what he's doing now or what he was, but it's really hard for me to scale people because I kind of view them with a lens of like how good they were a few years ago and like the yeah. name. Like here's one you guys might not know. Gorky's Hernandez. You know you know who that is? No idea. No. Gorky's Hernandez was the prospect that we got in exchange for Nate McClough. From the Pirates trade a long time ago, yeah, the Red Sox signed him. He's an outfielder. Like 
that like I just looked through some of these and like there might be a hundred people in this list of free agents that are super super good that I just don't know and then there's other people that might be terrible that are in this list that I know just because of fantasy or because of MLB the show or, or things like that. It's it's crazy though because you look at all these teams. So we're looking at MLB.com and it's every transaction of every team in the offseason. And you look at every single team and every single one of these teams has a player that you you remember, but they're like kind of past their prime. So like I'm looking here, like the Indians got Hanley Ramirez. He hasn't really been talked about much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Twins, Lucas Duda. Like I remember him with for a lot of years yeah, with, with the Mets. Mets. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the White Sox, John Jay, Yvonne Nova. Like, every single team has, like, two or three guys. You're like, oh, my gosh, I remember him. I didn't know he was still in the league. Right. You were saying uh, who got uh, – the Rangers got Hunter Pence. I had yep. no idea he was still in the league. Now, yeah. that's because he was on the Giants, and the Giants are terrible now. But yep. Yeah. I think uh, I think a lot of the Phillies acquisitions actually went under the radar, obviously, because of the uh, Bryce Harper signing. Like Andrew McCutcheon and David Robertson. I know David Robertson was a pretty solid pitcher, mm-hmm. mid relief pitcher for the Yankees the past two seasons. Wasn't and he a closer get, uh, at one point? Right. Yeah, he, he actually took over after uh, both. Uh, oh, why can't I remember his name? Batantis and uh, mm-hmm. Chapman both were injured, and yep. he t- he took over the closer role. He's a pretty uh, good utility pitcher, um, and t- to get like Segura and and McCutcheon like two veteran kind of players that have some experience playing. Uh, I, I think that adds some value to the Phillies team and the Cardinals have a, a potential like MVP caliber player now with Paul Goldschmidt and Andrew yep. Miller, who's a freaking insane pitcher. He was once yep. a Yankee as well. And he, his just fastball is just insane coming. He's a tall lefty with long arms and a fastball coming inside with him. It, it, it looks deadly. Um, and that, that was a really good pickup. So there's so just so many notable names that were like handed out this year, and like uh, I see right here in like the footnotes for the Nationals, uh, Matt Adams, who's a Pennsylvania native from yeah, Philly. like he's he's with the Nationals now, and I remember him with the Cardinals being like a a really key player actually, like their power right. hitter. Um, it it's just crazy to look at all these names and say, wow, okay, there actually were a lot of uh, deals being made this this past off season. Mm-hmm. And I think another one to go in line with, uh, you talked about the Phillies and people going under the radar there because of the Bryce Harper. You look at the Padres with Manny Machado, and a lot of people think the Padres are still in that rebuilding phase, which in a way they are, but they got Garrett Richards, which, I mean, a lot of these, I don't stay super up-to-date with baseball, but a lot of these are, are ones I didn't know about. Ian Kinsler, who used to be one of the best players in the league like five, six years ago with the Rangers, and then another Cardinals guy, Alan Craig. Alan Craig was the first baseman for the Cardinals for, I think, a year or two years where he was really raking it in. Uh, kind of the same, I think it was the same uh, time that David Freese, uh, around their World Series, around where David Freese won World Series MVP, and now he's with the Buccos. So, yeah, like you said, there's there's just a lot of uh, a lot of random ones. Um, Robinson Cano to the Mets? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of the Padres real quick, I, I think they'll be, like, I don't want to say relevant. I think they'll be somewhat relevant these these next two years. I just, compared to right now and winning right now, I think the Phillies have better pieces. So that's why I think they want it a little more with Harper. But no, and, and also because they're they're competing against the Dodgers and the Rockies and the D-backs, all three could make the playoffs. You know, they're good enough to make the playoffs. So we'll see. I think, though, that the NL East and the AL East are 
I think by far the two best divisions in baseball. For sure. And like we should uh, let's use this as a segue into our uh, predictions and our thoughts about where our teams are going to uh, how our teams are going to do this year. Um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, how about you, Spike? Who do you have at the top of the AOS this year? Okay, so first I want to say before we predict these that baseball is – like it's so tough because we, we spent mm-hmm. – and we, t- we talked off the air that it's so tough to predict baseball because the seasons are so long. So it's not like football where you know when they're going to play this team, they're only going to play them – they can only maybe play a team like twice a year and that's it if they're in their own division. Baseball, it's so long and drawn out. Different pitchers. You're not going to know who's pitching when. You're not going to know who's pitching. You know, three months from now on this specific date. So it's it's so hard to predict like exact wins. So I'm just these are just kind of gut feelings. These aren't like super statistical and analytical. Just kind of gut feelings. But I do have the Red Sox reclaiming the AL East again this year. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I think. I mean. I think. I think they're gonna be in the same range of you know, 97 to 107 wins. So I guess I'll go in the middle and say about 100 wins. I just – I think they're still the best team in baseball. They got Chris Sale back again. I, I just – I think they are winners, and they're going to stay winners this year. Okay. Yeah. Do you have – oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have, like, a specific, like, order of placing, like, from, like, like Red Sox, Rays, Blue Jays, or – Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's going to be pretty much the same as last year with – Red Sox on top, Yankees behind probably like five or six games. Rays somewhat close. I think they'll. I think you know it'll be Red Sox and Yankees higher up. Rays a little bit below them. Even the Blue Jays maybe might hang around the Rays for a little bit, and then the Orioles are going to be again probably one of the worst teams in baseball. Yes. So in a similar fashion, I think at the top of this division that stand alone or stand apart are the Yankees and the Red Sox, of course. Yeah. I think they both just have a lot of different pieces. And it's funny because you see, like I said, the Yankees had one of the most underrated, at least from coverage I've seen, uh, pickups on the year. And they already had most of the pieces they needed. So it almost reassures you that, that them and the Red Sox are both going to be at the top of that division. I wouldn't be surprised if the Red Sox, like you said, baseball is just so crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if the Red Sox finish in second in the AL East. I think both teams are going to obviously be in. One's going to be in the wild card, and one's going to be uh, the division leader or division winner. I think the Rays. So here's my take on the Rays. I think the Rays are going to be decent this year, but next year, watch out. I think the Rays are going to be really good. I think it, there was this article I read on ESPN probably. Six or seven months ago, it was around the time that Chris Archer got traded, but it was talking about how all these different pieces the Rays have slowly been absorbing, and their farm system is, like, immaculate. On top of getting Austin Meadows and uh, left-handed pitcher, oh, what's his name? Blake Snell? No. Oh, who, who are you talking uh, about? From the Pirates. Oh, from the Pirates. Um, Glasnow, Tyler Glasnow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, just just getting those two on top of that, uh, and then you look at the Rays, like their their acquisitions. They got Charlie Morton, who didn't do shit with the Pirates, but went on and pitched really well for the Astros last year. I mean, it's kind of crazy because I thought there was something goofy going on with the Astros rotation, because Charlie Morton and Garrett Cole were both from the Pirates, and Cole was a good pitcher. Everyone knew he was a good pitcher, 
and I guess it depends on too who you have, like in the infield and in the outfield, like on the field, uh, to help support that pitcher. But Charlie Morton really shocked everyone, I think, when he had a really good season last year. Uh, they got him. They got Mike Zanino, who I think will start at the catcher position. He I mean, he's a vet. He's he has to be older, as old or if not older than Yadier Molina, which is really saying something. I could be off the ball there, but I feel like he's been in the league forever. Um, and then they got, obviously, Garcia, who's he was a good outfielder for the Tigers. So it'll be really interesting to see what the Rays do and how they finish, but I think next year it's going to be pretty wild. I think the bottom of the division, uh, you have the Blue Jays kind of close with the Rays, both uh, definitely offset from the Yankees and Red Sox, and then the Orioles definitely at the bottom of the pack. They just Chris Davis's contract really set them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They... Talk about a swing and a miss. Am I right? <laughs> hey, <laughs> <But I'm>, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I just want a disclaimer. Uh, I am a very strong Yankees fan. I've been my whole life. Uh, so I'm gonna very try to strong. be on by two twenty five bench press. Yeah, yeah. Two twenty five <laughs> bench press for 20, 20 reps, Yankees. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> but I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible. So I do think that the Red Sox are going to end up at the top of the AL East again this year, um, especially because of how the beginning of the season is looking already for the Yankees. Uh, they have injuries with uh, obviously Severino and who's their ace. And then CC Sabathia, who might not be pitching as much this year, but he's still a veteran and not having him like, in the rotation kind of slows things down for them. But obviously, like you said, pick up James Paxton, it kind of uh, makes it a little easier. And they have a strong uh, lefty in Jordan Montgomery, who's been progressing in the farm system. And he's come up uh, the last two years, a couple times to get some innings. Um, so obviously we know the Red Sox have a great team and we know the Yankees have a pretty good team as well. And the Yankees have such a big like powerhouse of a lineup. Like if, if they're all hitting consistently and, and it's like <laughs> if Aaron judge is hitting consistently and he's hitting bombs, he could end up with like 60 plus home runs this year, hopefully, you know, <laughs> like, and, and Stanton, if he's hitting well, then he might also like do the same, like maybe not as money as, as judge, but still have a pretty good year as long as he's kind of adjusted to the scene in New York now. Um, but like, the Red Sox, Mookie Betts and like the rest of the crew there are like they're the most consistent lineup in baseball, are they not? Like Yeah. <laughs> they're just No, they are. They are. They they just get hits and they get on base and they score runs. And they have a really strong rotation too. And it they have a very strong opportunity to get into the World Series again. And uh if they don't, then it will probably be the Yankees that spoil the mood. You know, it, it, it's looking to be that way, especially if the Yankees get the wild card spot and get the the first win, and they get on their feet. They they could spoil the Red Sox, but the Red Sox could also spoil the Yankees fans' uh, taste again too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what you said about the Rays. The Rays, you're you're exactly right. Their pitching rotation right now is very good. Mm-hmm. It's really good actually, and yeah. I actually think that. They're gonna end up the way I will I would put it is like the Rays are gonna punch the Yankees like in the red and the Red Sox in the face a couple times this year and give them some losses that people won't like really expect. For sure. And, because, and I have to come in here real quick. I didn't realize the Rays had ninety wins last year. 
yeah, I didn't realize a, they were that good. Weird. I mean, they were they were 18 games back, but I mean, when you're in the same division as the Red Sox yeah. and Yankees, it's tough when you have two 100 right. win teams in a, in, a, in a division. Yeah, uh, like I, any I other division, no they idea. might be at the I top. Thought, I thought they were in the 70s, so that no, uh, like, that's a big shout out to the man above. Yeah, Come down any, with this knowledge. <laughs> any uh, any team like that. If they if you put the Rays in any other division in the American League, they're in the AL Central especially. I think they they win the AL Central. I think they give the Astros a run for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, the Rays obviously they won't be enough to get into the race. Um, the Blue Jays are kind of just the Blue Jays. They're just like, <laughs> you know, we're gonna play baseball and <laughs> be in the major leagues. <laughs> I don't think there's much to say about them. Uh, and then the Orioles. I think the Orioles are gonna break the record of losses. I think it's, I I'm guessing over 120 losses. It's it's they're bad. <laughs> Ooh, I I can't imagine them going that far down. I mean, granted, they're playing three of the four teams they're playing the most are three of I think the top seven eight teams in baseball would that be yeah. too much of a stance it, i i know the orioles start off with the yankees and if they get swept mm-hmm. right away it, like it would just yeah. not be good well and it didn't it help just too not... that the uh, dylan bundy didn't really work out for the orioles and he was supposed to be this crazy prospect crazy yeah. pitcher i mean he, he's, yeah. he's still there i think but he hasn't been at all what yeah. people were expecting he was supposed to be the bryce harper of pitching <laughs> from what i remember reading way way back yeah, it, it's it's a shame what, what's going on with the Orioles because like the AL East obviously is a strong, very very strong division, and it it sucks to have that one outlier team that is kind of like, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So uh, let's move on to the AL Central then. Uh, Spike. Yeah. So oh, and and then for the record, I do have the Red Sox winning the AL East, and then the Yankees making a wild card spot. I wasn't sure if I said that. Um, as far as the AL Central, I think Cleveland once again is going to win. I don't think it's necessarily going to be very close. Uh, I don't want to say that. I, I think it'll be between, you know, within ten to fifteen games. I think Minnesota will finish second. I just think, other than the Red Sox, Cleveland has Cleveland has the second most uh, consistent roster in baseball from their pitching staff to their starting lineup. Um, I just, I just think they're really good now. Now Minnesota will be very, very interesting. They got Nelson Cruz. They got Lucas Duda. So they got some, some veteran players in there as far as the rest of uh, as far as the rest of the division with the Royals and the White Sox, I just think they're going to be extremely average. Uh, Maybe even the Tigers. I I just think the AL central is going to be an extremely average division, not terrible, not like Orioles terrible. I think the Indians run through this pretty well. I think out of any – I'm trying to look here. Out of any division in baseball, I think they kind of had the cleanest road to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think the Indians uh, definitely take the AL Central. I think the Twins will maybe give them a run for their money. They were close last year. Um, but, yeah, I, don't, I think the White Sox aren't ready yet. The White Sox had some prospects that really didn't pan out. Um, Carlos Rodon didn't have a very good, again, I might be thinking two, three years ago, but he was supposed to be some crazy pitching prospect and he never really, uh, surfaced very well. It's crazy to me that the drop off that the Royals has since they've, uh, had their world series run where they won the world series because last year they only had 58 wins. And I think it's partially due to their pitching staff. Now, just looking at like the names of people on this list, I mean, Brad Keller's up and coming semi-proven and then Jacob Junis is young too, but Homer Bailey, 
I don't know. He was at the Reds for a long time, and he never did great. I mean, he he does, he's deserves a starting rotation, but I, I think he, he kind of reminds me of uh, of Ivan Nova, where like I he should be in a rotation, but you don't want to see him in your rotation. I don't know if that might be overstepping, but and then they have Danny Duffy right. too. But uh, I don't think a lot of people realize that Billy Hamilton's on the Royals now. And yeah, that's a crazy acquisition. I didn't that know is, that. That is. So the Royals are going to be a really fast team this year. So they have Lucas Duda, but they have Billy Hamilton, who obviously was bred to steal bases. Um, and he re- he had a lot of he had like the injury bug the last I want to say last two years, like on and off. So he didn't hit the numbers everyone expected him to hit. And then they also have uh, I don't know how to say it. Adat Alberto Mondesi. They have Mondesi, uh-huh. who's supposed to be this young fast guy. And they also have Whit Merrifield, who's, I think he's like 30. Um, he's like a, he came up from the minors. He's actually quite a quite a crazy story, but he's projected to be one of the better players in baseball this year, at least well-rounded. So they have a lot of pieces, but uh, I just don't see them really doing anything. I think they'll finish above the Tigers, but I would probably go Indians, Twins, Royals, Tigers, White Sox. Maybe switch the Tigers mm. and the White Sox. I think those th- three teams, the Tigers, White Sox, and the Royals, they aren't quite the Orioles, but they're probably the bottom of the American League. I think I would put – I think I would even put the Rangers ahead of them right now just based on, like, what I know and what I've been keeping up with. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's – hmm. see, I, I'm going to be an outlier here. Uh, I actually have the Twins winning the division here. Um hmm. And the reason I have that is uh, so obviously over the past few years, we've seen that like a fundamentally sound baseball team has been the Cleveland Indians. You know, they just play good baseball. They, they do things right necessarily. Um, I think uh, Lindor and Ramirez are overwhelmingly uh, going to lead the lineup to success. Um, It's possible though, that like towards the end of like the all-star break, uh, some injuries might actually hinder the Indians. I, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of throwing that in there, just as like a little prediction. I think that something might happen with with the Indians this season that might give uh, a young Minnesota Twins team. I don't know if you looked at their infield, but I think there's not anyone that wasn't born in 1991 or or. <laughs> later you know yeah they're they're a really young team but they're a talented team and they i know they picked up tyler austin from the yankees who when he's playing consistent baseball he's doing very well as a first baseman mm-hmm. and his, his defense is extraordinary mm-hmm. and he, if if a, a young minnesota twins team can uh, be consistent they might even uh be able to launch into the playoff picture by winning the division and if they don't win the division uh I think they'll end up playing another crazy wild card game in the Bronx. Unfortunately for them, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think the acquisition of Nelson Cruz for any team right now shows that they're really trying to push this year. So I, I think he has another decent year. He's one of the most consistent people in baseball, where he you always know he's going to bat like two fifty, two sixty, and right. hit some homers. Right. Him and uh, Chris Davis for the Athletics. I think I read something the other day where. Chris Davis, the last three years, has had a two forty seven batting average every single year, which is kind of ridiculous. That, like, I mean, right. I guess you have you take so many at bats that it's fractions. You you really balance yourself out. But to get down to the the hundredth place of a batting average is kind of wild. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Marwin Gonzalez, the Twins have Marwin Gonzalez too, who 
was a big utility guy for the Astros, uh, I think last year and the year before. So yeah, I think they're they they definitely have a chance. I'll give them that. Yeah, uh, I guess another, I gotta. Oh sorry, I, I was just I, gonna I, say. I guess I gotta do my last few teams, but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, I thought we were just gonna keep talking over each other for about five more minutes. I was really hoping that's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Josh, Josh Harrison went to the Tigers, and that's not that's just something I wanted to bring up since I'm a Pirates guy. Um, yeah, that's it. That's interesting. A, it, that it, it is, is interesting. Harrison still relevant? Like, is he doing good? Has, I mean, he, has he been? Consistent? I think he'll be relevant. He'll start for the Tigers. He'll be relevant. Um, it, it's kind of funny looking at who the Tigers picked up because they have. I know they have Nick uh, Castellanos or Nick Castellanos or whoever, however you right. say his name. He was this uh, big prospect coming up um, two, three years ago, and I think he had his first year in the major last year. It might have been his second, but he did okay. Uh, but they have a lot of like weird like you want to say they're veteran but they're not old like they got Jordy Mercer too from the Pirates and then they're pitching they got Matt Moore who's bounced around a while from the Rays um and then Tyson Ross who Tyson Ross used to be I think a Padre yeah and then he went somewhere else I think could be wrong there but yeah the, the Tigers are it's one of those teams where you look at the moves they've made and I recognize everyone and they're like, Oh, they used to be good players, but they might not be now because they're <laughs> yeah. in baseball. You notice there's definitely a trajectory of where you can get really good and really bad right. in the course of a year. You don't really see that in a lot of other sports. Right. So I had a pretty, uh, I guess you could say harsh prediction for the white Sox and the tigers. Um, I think they're both not going to even – I said – I have in my notes, might as well not even show up this year. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think uh, I think the White Sox passing on Manny Machado um, is going to cause some bad karma. Uh, they're not going to have as many weapons as they should have. Uh, they brought in some decent pitching, uh, but if you have a lackluster lineup that's not getting hits and runs for a, a pitcher, then you're not going to have wins. Um, the Royals, I think they'll be in the middle of the pack. Uh, they have a decent hitting lineup, and they don't have much pitching. But I, th- I still think because they have a decent hitting lineup, they'll be able to win some games. I'm guessing mm-hmm. like 70 to 80 game range. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I, I'm guessing it's going to be another race between the Twins and the Indians. And I think the Twins might try to get out of playing in the Bronx again, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely think, that, like I said before, the Twins have made moves, and I think they're definitely going to give uh, give the uh, the Indians a run for their money. But you just got to think, like, the Indians made so many moves. You can just tell, like, they're really trying to reaffirm their stance. Like, again, I'm going to sound like a completely broken record because I've done fantasy baseball, and I've played MLB The Show, and every year seems like the same year. So, like, I could say Matt Joyce was really good with the Giants, but Matt Joyce might have not been with the Giants. You know what I mean? That That's kind of how I feel about baseball and how it's been. But the Indians got Carlos Santana back, which is kind of, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> he, didn't really, he didn't really do much with the Phillies, though. No. He was, kind of, he was kind of brought in to just be like a like a 250 hitter, you know, grab like 75 to 80 RBIs and like you know, 25 homers, and it, it was just kind of uh, – you know, you, you really didn't produce see you later. So I, I right. think it's cool to see him back with his with his team. Um, the Phillies tried to do something with him. It really just didn't work out, though. Yeah, but definitely they made a made a ton of transactions, and we'll see we'll see where everyone, everything slots up. I think we're definitely on the ball, though. It's going to be a, a tight race between the Indians and the Twins. 
and then everyone else is probably, I would say, I don't want to say miles behind, but pretty, pretty distant. Okay, well, let's move on to the LOS then. Uh, Spike, if you want to start that off again. Yeah, so I'll just start off. I definitely think the Astros are going to win this one again. Um, I'm looking at the projections here and, you know, last year's standings and the athletics. So I think it's extremely interesting. So the athletics went 97 and 65 last year, and they are projected to only win 77 this year. So that's a 20 game difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super interesting. And I don't really think they lost too many people. I could be wrong, but I mean, they added Brett Anderson, Jerry Blevins, uh, Marco Estrada, Nick Hundley. So like they added some guys too. I think that'll be extremely interesting to watch. I actually have pretty sure. Let me check here. Yeah, I actually have the Athletics getting into that wild card game. So I'm kind of betting against the projections here. But I think the Astros already were the best teams. And then they added Michael Brantley and Wade Miley. And I think that's going to help them even more. And I think they're still working on a contract extension with uh, Justin Verlander. So I think again they're going to be like a 95 to 102 win team this year. I think, I think they're going to blow through this division. Um, the Angels will be interesting. Hopefully Mike Trout can stay uh, healthy all year. Uh, he should, but I know he is a little bit injury prone. And then I think the Rangers and the Mariners are going to be in the bottom. I don't think they'll be too bad, but I, I don't really think they're going to be close to the top three teams. Again, I think I think Houston's going to win this pretty easily. I think the Athletics will kind of hang with them a little bit and kind of trail off. I think they'll get into the wild card spot, and the Angels will kind of be like that middle of the road team. But I think the Astros are going to be better than than last year. See, that's where we disagree. I, yes, so they lost Marwin Gonzalez, but they lost so they lost no one in the infield or no one. I don't think anyone really like position player wise at all. Now they lost. Uh, Oh, who was the guy who was the Cy Young that still hasn't signed Keuchel. with the team he's been talking Keuchel. to? Keuchel. Yeah, yeah they, they lost Keichel. They lost um, the guy that I just talked about that was with the Pirates, Charlie Morton. They lost Charlie yeah. Morton. But they seem to have filled some holes, which, again, it's interesting. They've had Colin McHugh. Um, they've had – they got Garrett Cole. I don't know if they've had Wade Miley, but he used to be good with the Diamondbacks. So they definitely have people, and they they recently signed Verlander to his big extension. Uh, it's kind of crazy, yeah. It's kind of okay. crazy about Verlander too because people kind of wrote off Verlander like after, yeah, after he left the Tigers as kind of like this player's kind of on the like slumping down, not necessarily slumping because I mean he got a good lump of money from the Astros. But listen, if if you're dating Kate Upton. Yeah, like, yeah. Man. Wait, Bargo, did you yeah, say that you real. did you did you start off with saying that you disagree with the Astros with me? I disagree. I think they lost some pieces. I I don't think they're going to be better than last year. I th- yeah. I just I don't know. I I think I I don't know. I just have a gut feeling that they're going to be hungry, and I think Jose Altuve, in my opinion, is like a top three player in the league, and well, I just yeah. think that I, I think that. Other than the athletics, I don't see the Angels really giving them a tough time. Yeah, I, I think the Astros are, are your like ideal team, one of your ideal teams to rake with in the show or rake yeah. with in a video game because they have tons of power with Reddick and Springer. It'll be interesting to see if Reddick can do what he did last year because Reddick yeah. with the athletics. Was Reddick with Boston before? Am I wrong with that? Mm, did he go straight from the athletics to the Astros or was I he somewhere so. else? Okay. 
But when he was with the with the Athletics, he was kind of he was a good player. But I feel like last year he just went off power wise with the Astros, and he was a really good player. Uh, Springer obviously has tons of power, and then Altuve, Bregman, Carlos Correa, and you have Yuli Gurriel. Like they have just some really awesome names. I think they're semi thin on their catcher. Uh, Torino's used to be from the Rangers. I don't know this Max Stacy or Stasi, but uh, but yeah, I think they're going to be a good team. I think they're going to win the division, but I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year because they won by. I mean, they won games. 103 games last year. Yeah, they won 103. I'm probably putting them like late 90s. It's not going to be a drop off by any means, but I definitely so don't think they're as good as last year. They might I'm, do better than last year come playoff season. Like yeah, come, I'm not saying that they're gonna. I'm not saying that they're gonna win 100 more than 103 games. I'm saying oh, okay. I thought that's what you were saying. No, I'm saying that their their margin of victory in the division is gonna be better than last year. Gotcha. Okay, I I could definitely see that then because the Athletics have some have some pretty good players and they got like I said they got Jerickson Profar who outside I think a lot of people know Jerickson Profar for uh, the fight with oh, why is that escaping me? You know what I'm talking about. Or no, that wasn't Jerks and Profar. Who was the the Rangers second baseman that got in the fight? Was it with Batista? That was a oh, while ago. Uh, Odor. Odor. Rodnet Odor. Odor. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I always screw those two up because they were second base and shortstop for the Rangers a while ago. Um, but yeah, the Athletics got some got some decent people back. Not nothing crazy. But what did you think about? I mean, they must have just had a season that. I don't really follow AL baseball, especially the athletics. So they uh-huh. must've had a surprising season last year because for them to be projected to lose 20 more games than what they won last year. That, I mean, that's, that's a steep, steep difference. It is. But what's, what's crazy is I don't think they really lost anything. That's what like, I mean. It's crazy. So they must, so last year must've just been a shock. Right. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. Cause I haven't really followed, I don't really follow the AL West all too much. I typically yeah. stay in the NL and then obviously you hear about, um, like you know, the Astros are good. You know, the Indians are good, and then you obviously know all about the AL East just because that's what everyone talks about. Yeah. But I think uh, the Mariners are going to have another decent year. Um, when I say another decent year, they won eighty nine last year. I think they they go above five hundred, but not much over that. Um, the only reason I say that is because they traded off. They had a really good closer in Edwin Diaz, and they mm-hmm. traded him off this year. Um, I think if you're a contender, you want to be a contender, you keep him around because he was the definitive best closer last year. Yeah, uh, he saved the most games in the season or in in the MLB, and I think he was top three in ERA and WHIP. So I, I think that if you're trying to make a statement that you're you're going to compete, you you keep those kind of people around. But but at the same time, they they got a lot of people too. They got Malik Smith from the Rays, who's this this speedy guy. Uh, you can say they got each row back, but that was just for him to retire. Yeah. Um, Domingo Santana's a, a good young guy. Uh, they got Encarnacion. I never liked Encarnacion, but they have him. He's. I don't know if he'll start for them or he'll be like a utility guy. Um, and then, uh, one little t- and one little tidbit about the Athletics, and I'll, I'll let you keep going. They sure. are right now ranked number two in bullpen. Interesting. So that that mm-hmm. I mean that's bullpen's extremely underrated in baseball in my opinion. But keep going. Yeah. Well, now that you said bullpen, the Athletics had someone in the bullpen. Or no, he was a starting pitcher a few years ago, and I was so high on him because his, he came in the middle of the year, and he was a really, really good pitcher. He was supposed to be like this crazy strikeout machine, and his first season he was there, he was awesome, and then he just became complete booty cheeks. <laughs> I can't remember his name. It'll come back to me. But uh, 
but yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna be decent. I think that the Mariners they're gonna be it's probably gonna be Astros by like five six games, and then Athletics and Mariners within two games from each other, and then Angels not far away, but then the Rangers pretty distant last because I, I just don't think I don't know I, I I'm never big on the Rangers ever since they uh, the. This is going to be this whole entire episode of me forgetting people because baseball is just oh it always came after name Josh packed. Hamilton Josh Hamilton oh man that's a throwback Remember, yeah that that is a throwback like back whenever Josh Hamilton and I know Elvis Andrews is still there but that was like probably their best year whenever those two were really raking yeah and I'm sure there were a few other pieces in there too that I'm missing but I just don't think they're ready to get back into the swing of things I think they they're kind of uh, and and I'll be interested to see how the Orioles deal with this because in baseball and I don't want to stray crazy from this, from this projection, but they're from like how we're talking about things. But in baseball, the number one pick overall is 10 times more important than the number one pick in the NBA, 10 times more important than the number one pick in uh, the NFL, because you're picking someone, you're not picking someone to make your team better later or sorry, to make your team better now, you're picking the best player available who's probably miles ahead of like the fourth overall pick. So like Zion's going to make a, a big splash whenever he is in the NBA. And uh, I don't know, maybe Kyler Murray will make a big splash in the NFL. But I feel like you have those four or five years, and it just amazes me how many prospects that are projected like top 10 find their way to the league and, and end up being like the good players to rely on year after year. I think people kind of don't really think about that too much. Um, but yeah, I, that's pretty much my projection for the AL West. I think it's going to be probably one of the more competitive divisions, uh, AL East definitely in the American league, but I think that maybe Astros athletics and Mariners are probably all up there. I'm going all over the place with these three. So yeah. <laughs> go for it. Uh, Spike, give it, give us yours or Hayden. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so believe it or not, my, uh, and I didn't even look at the projections before I made my predictions, but my, my prediction goes pretty much with the, uh, projections. So like the Astros, uh, I think like we said, Justin Verlander coming off this contract extension. I mean, I think he's going to come out like being kind of that leader, that they, they need. And I mean, they already have some leadership with Jose Altuve, but the pitching leadership will be there with, through him. Um, I think he wants to win another world series just cause who doesn't. <laughs> right. And, and uh, the, the rest of the starting rotation obviously isn't anything to blink an eye out either. Um, Carlos Correa, I think he's going to have a good bounce back year. Uh, if uh, I think he's definitely one of the best hitters on the team. Last year he might have been a little slow, but uh, and then obviously you have the MVP. I, I believe Jose won the MVP, right? Altuve. Mm-hmm. Did Altuve win the MVP last year or two years ago? Might have been two years ago. Might have been two years ago. But he, he's not only like a consistent hitter, but like his own field presence is just so strong. And then like teamed up with Bregman at short, like. Hitting balls out the middle is like dangerous. There, it's just, it's just tough to get past them. So the Astros definitely have uh, top World Series potential. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, real, just, quick, just, real quick, real quick, oh, you got Betts it. Won. Yeah, yeah Mookie, Mookie Betts won it last year. Altuve won it the year before. Right, right. 
Okay, yeah, that makes sense because MVP usually goes to the World Series winner, usually. Mm. There's usually a good – like the MVP's typically on the World Series winner, right, I'm guessing. Is it before? Because um, Christian, Christian Yelich won it for the National League. Yeah, I mean, Brewers, what, made the wild card last year? They – no, they – Oh, they won but, the division championship. That's right. Yeah, they – yeah, I'm trying to look here. I had the playoff bracket. Yeah, they lost to the Dodgers in the championship series. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, well, uh, I'll continue then down the list. So Los Angeles, uh, I have Los Angeles coming in second and by a couple games in front of the Oakland Athletics. Uh, I think obviously the one notable name of the the Angels is Mike Trout, and he's a leader on and off the field, and he's one of those guys that go under the radar, and he might not have the same clout as – uh, Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, but he's obviously the best player in baseball without a doubt. And uh, if if he's playing good, consistent baseball, I think the team around him also becomes a better team. And I think that uh, natural leadership ability, and if he's healthy and playing good baseball, I think uh, I think he could lead them to a pretty uh, competitive season. I don't think it's going to be close enough to get him into the wild card, but it's going to be a winning season nonetheless. Um. And hopefully, if the front office is really planning on spending money, which I don't know how they have any money after giving him that contract extent, that contract extension, but uh, it, it might be a, a little bit of a comeback year for the Angels. Um, and then the A's, I actually have them having a losing season this year. Mm. Uh, I I think they have a lot of injuries currently. I think some of their key players actually, like I think one or two key players had like a, a surgery or something that's going to keep them out for a, a good bit. Uh, the Mariners and the Rangers are obviously going to have losing seasons and nothing really notable happened with those teams. Uh, the Mariners obviously losing Ichiro Suzuki. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that he deserves a shout out because he's obviously one of the greatest of <laughs> he's all the time. Goat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much all I have. I think the Astros kind of handle this division. There, I think they're going to be everyone's daddy <laughs> in this <laughs> in yeah. this division. Uh, they just they're just too consistent of a ball team to really put up uh, to really lose too many games. I think uh, maybe I'll be shocked, and the Athletics will end up winning a hundred games. Who knows? You know, with baseball, you just never know. You know? Yeah, and, just... I, and I actually think that the Angels are going to shock people too. I think they're going to be better because they were, I think, were they last last year or were the Rangers last? Uh, let me check. The they were second to last. They were second. second they they went 80 and 82. So pretty much exactly what they're projected to do again this year. Gotcha. So I don't know. I think this is going to be a super competitive division because the more I dig into this, the, the closer that I think these teams really are. So looking at the projected lineup for the Angels, you have Cole Calhoun, Mike Trout, Justin Upton, who's kind of washed up, but also semi-injured. And then Justin Bohr, Albert Pujols, who surprisingly has done decent for... I don't think he's been the value that they were looking for for his contract, but he hasn't been terrible. He's still starting. And then Andrelton Simmons and Zach Cozart. So you know what that that lineup screams to me? It screams inconsistency. It screams one game they'll score like 15 because Justin Bohr, Albert Pujols, Cool Calhoun will hit like three homers, and then the next game they'll each combine for like nine strikeouts. Dude, I don't know. I think Justin Bohr. You got to give Justin Bohr more credit. Justin, Justin Bohr. Bohr? A, yeah, Justin Bohr. He came from the Mariners or not the Mariners, the Marlins. Dude, he was on the Phillies last year and he sucked. He was in the Phillies last year. 
Yes. No way. I am not. I am not a Justin Moore fan. Oh, he was good with the Mar or with. I keep saying the Mariners, the Marlins. He was good with the Marlins whenever he was. I mean, granted, he was one of the Marlins' better players because the Marlins had Jose Fernandez and they had rest in peace and Mike Stanton. I mean, his average with his average with the Marlins in 2018 for the first half was 227, and his average with the Phillies the second half was 224. Hmm. So you can understand why I'm not a Justin Moore fan. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, he's kind of this. He's supposed to be a power guy, and he doesn't really hit that. Many and that's that's runs. what I mean when you have two or three power guys in a row. It just screams like strikeout or homers. Yeah, but you gotta love that. No, I do. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm, I'm actually looking <laughs> at Justin Moore. Deep seats. Spike. I'm actually looking up Justin Moore stats now. I just want. I'm 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 interested now. What's up? <laughs> I said it gets people in seats. Well, let me tell you guys this: the uh, the Angels' ace is Matt Harvey, who yeah, baby. <laughs> there's not really much to say about Matt Harvey, but yeah, they have they have a bunch of people. I've said this like 30 times already, but it just blows my mind how baseball teams change so often, and it they might change at the same speed of like the NBA and not the NFL, but maybe close to the NFL. I don't know, but it's just the fact that there's so many people. They definitely because I mean you have. What nine nine people in your starting lineup plus five starting pitchers and then your relief pitchers, not even counting like the bench and the utility guys. Like, there's just so many people that have the ability to shift around. So yeah, it'll I think it'll be semi close outside right. of the Astros. So we'll move I you know. I am totally excited to hear Spike's prediction about the NL East because Well, so real quick, what was you guys so what was you guys' official um playoff uh, picks here? Astros. Including wildcard? No, for like the the whole. Play. I I don't I don't remember hearing you guys' wild cards. I, you, uh, you probably said them. Yeah, I, I I haven't said mine. I haven't said any of these. Um, Yankee AL East. Yankees win the AL East. Red Sox are wild card. Uh, I got the Indians winning in the AL Central, and then the Twins wild card, and then I'll probably go Astros. I think the Athletics and the Twins are going to be really close for that second wild card spot. Interesting. I have like the complete opposite. I have. <laughs> The Red Sox winning the AL East, and I have the Indian. I have the Yankees getting the wild card, first wild card. Then I have the Twins winning the Central, and they're gonna get. Uh, the Indians are gonna get the second wild card, and then I have the Astros winning the West. And then I have the Red Sox winning the East with the Yankees as the first wild card. I have the Indians winning the Central, the Astros winning the West, and the A's getting the second wild card. So pretty much almost the same exact playoff bracket as last year. Yeah. For the, yeah. For the AL. Yeah. And at okay. least. Yeah, baby. Let's hear it, Spike. All right. Um, so I think this is going to be, other than the AL East, I think this is going to be an extremely fun division to watch because we have four teams that could legitimately win win the division. Uh, with obviously the Braves, the Nationals, the Phillies, the Mets, and the Marlins. I'm not even going to bother talking about them. No. Um so, I'll start with who I have winning. I have the Braves winning, and I, I just think that I think the and I have the Phillies uh, in the first wild card just to kind of get that out. Um, I think that the Phillies are going to get off to a little bit of a slow start. Bryce Harper, like he's had a double and two homers. Now he's walked a lot, which is really good, but he's also struck out a lot. So I think his vision's kind of a little bit in question right now. His timing's a little slow. Obviously, he got a later start than everybody else. Also, Philly's pitching's a little questionable. Obviously, they have Aaron Nola, who's 
you know, an MVP candidate, Cy Young candidate. Um, and then they have Nick Pavetta, who's kind of an up-and-comer. Jake Arrieta, kind of streaky. After those three, it's really, really shaky. Um, they have, you know, they have Zach Eflin and Vince Velasquez, who can either have great games or terrible games. Now, they're still looking at Dallas Keuchel. If we could get Dallas Keuchel, I, I think that would take us over the edge. I think we would actually beat the Braves then, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I have the Braves winning. I have the Phillies coming in second, getting in the wild card spot. I think Bryce has a an average first year. I'm thinking like 265, something like that. I think he gets off to a very, very slow start in April. Oh, uh, I, Philly fans are going to freaking hate him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I just do. I just think he's going to have a, a slow season. Uh, and then I have the Nationals third and the Mets fourth and the Marlins fifth. Now, I th- but I think the tight is going to be, I think the race is going to be extremely, extremely tight. I think the Braves win it over the Phillies by like three or four games. The Phillies get in over the Mets or the Nationals by like two or three. The Nationals get over the Mets two or three. I think it's going to be an extremely tight division, four teams within like 10 games. And then the Marlins at the, at the very, very bottom. So this is going to be not what you're expecting. So I have, from what I'm thinking and what I'm looking at, I'm going to go Braves 1, Mets 2, Nationals 3, Phillies 4. Phillies and Nationals might swap around, but I don't think – so granted, Phillies had some awesome off-season acquisitions. They got Bryce Harper. They got – who's the pitcher? Jake Arrieta. Um, They have – Who's that? They've had Jake Arrieta. Right. Yeah. 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 Wait. Say that again. No, I were you talking about this past year or the year before? This past year. They had they've had Arietta. Yeah, they had Arietta last year. Who was the pitcher they got? David Ro- they got David Robertson. Oh, they didn't get a starter this year? No. No. Oh. Okay. Well, that shows where I've been. Uh yeah, so they, I like Segura's I like the Segura pickup. McCutcheon I'm kinda indifferent about. Um and then Bryce Harper. Reese Hoskins had a really good year last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, I mean, it was his, it was at his first uh, actual like whole year of playing. Whole year, yeah. yeah. And then everyone was talking about Franco last year and the year before. They shouldn't I think, be. I know. Well, I, I think that he's kind of. I mean, I don't know. Was he the guy two years ago? I mean, he had an average. If there was like, a guy. I mean, I guess yeah, they weren't doing that well. He's he's average. I mean, he go, he's very very streaky. Yeah, but I love the JT Real Muto. Pick up. I think he's he is the goat. He's the guy. Um, but yeah, I think the Phillies are going to be decent. They're going to be good. I think this division is just super super tight. I think that the Braves, who won it last year, they won what 90, 89 yeah. 90 games somewhere around. Yep. I watched them play a few times at PNC. They have a really really well balanced team. I really like uh, Ozzy Albies. I think he kind of came out of nowhere, even though he was kind of touted as this good prospect and obviously you got Acuna who's been really good uh I'll be interested to see how Marquecas does this year because Marquecas is one of those vets that you don't expect to do anything and then he just starts hitting like 320 and then he slowly slows down throughout the year but I think if he can do decent he was hitting I think he hit some decent power last year I could be off on that um but I don't know if he's going to be able to replicate that where I think the Braves have problems is their starting pitching because I think they have they have Gosman who's hurt and then I think they have uh Mike Foley Newitz 
um, who's also hurt. So that'll be interesting. Obviously, they're, they're aces to Heron, who's been really good. And then they brought up a prospect. Let me do a quick fact check here. He We watched him pitch his first game, and he was freaking nuts. He was this big, I don't want to say chunky dude, but he uh, he was throwing heat. I want to say Bud Norris, but <laughs> Bud Norris has been around for a while. Uh, uh, prospect. You good? Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm looking. I want to find this guy because he'll, he'll join the lineup by the middle of the year 100%. I'll, I'll okay. wait until you, you talk, Hayden, and I'll, I'll look him up. But anyway, I think the Mets are going to be pretty consistent. I think I love the acquisition of Wilson Ramos. They have one of the better pitching staffs in baseball, at least to where, like, consistency with DeGrom, Syndergaard, and Wheeler, and Mats. And I, I don't know if they've had Jason Vargas, but he's pretty good. Um, the Nationals have a ton of great young prospects, but I don't know. I It's kind of me wanting the Nats to do bad because I don't like the Nats. So that's why I throw them like three or four, and then I, I agree the Marlins aren't worth talking about. So I know kind of kind of radical on that, but I don't think the Phillies are going to be as good as everyone expects. I think they are going to get off to a slow start, like Spike said. Um, it'll just be how they recover from there. Who's their Who's their manager, Spike? Gabe Kapler. Okay, how long has he been there? Last year was his first year. Okay, gotcha. So very uh, a very a very analytical coach. Uh, it's funny, like you'll see uh, before each batter from the opposing team comes up, you'll see each of like the Phillies uh, infielders and outfield pull out like a card and like gotcha. read this card and like it's like a scouting For report shifts. and they have like different shifts and mm-hmm. yeah, so it's 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 pretty weird. They, he's very analytical, very in the stats. So hmm. it'll be interesting Sometimes to see how, what he does Sometimes with that's yeah, good. yeah. I, I think that's really good. Uh, not to change the subject, uh, Jason is it Jason Worth? Yeah, um, Jason Worth that came out and said uh, <laughs> that the nerds need to stop taking over baseball. Yeah, yeah, he said. What was it last year or two years ago? Yeah, I think it was two years ago. What a, what a hot take from Jason Worth. He's not liking where baseball's going. Oh man, that's all right. But, Let him hate. Who cares? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so my Annalise prediction: I actually have the Phillies doing way worse than the Miami Marlins. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I think Derek Jeter is actually going to lead the Miami Marlins to a World Series this year. He's, he's and once again, he's hitting again. <laughs> um, so, obviously, as we've said before, obviously going to be the most one of the most intense divisions of the year. The Phillies uh, active, very active this offseason, picking up Bryce Harper, but they also put some nice pieces in Andrew McCutcheon, adding David Robertson as a nice middle relief. A couple other players as well, Segura, uh, kind of build around him. And they, I know Philadelphia also has some good players that were just homegrown Phillies farm system team players, right? I believe that's true. Yeah, I mean, they have a, they have a couple like Scott Kingery will be a good player, a utility player, Michael Franco, Odua Herrera. We did get rid of J.P. Crawford um, in that yeah. trade with Segura. But, yeah, I mean, we, we had a pretty good, uh, pretty good farm system. We got rid of our top pitching prospect. Uh, Sanchez to get Real Muto, so it, it's still pretty good. We got rid of a decent amount of, of those type of players, though. All right, okay. Um, so the Braves are coming off a great uh, year, and they didn't make too many big moves, and they're they're kind of keeping their solid baseball team together. So I think they'll give Philly a run. I think Philly's going to edge it out somehow. 
and win the division. Uh, and I, it, the big surprise I think people are going to have here is I think the Nationals uh, giving up Harper isn't going to hurt them as much as what people think they are. They got some money. They got uh, they're going to be able to build some pieces around uh, around their team, and it would be pretty crazy to see if the Nationals would end up pushing the Phillies off the top and like maybe showing Harper where he like should have stayed in a way, you know, like if, if the nationals do well this year and. Oh, I mean, it, it could very it, well happen. I mean, they added Patrick Corbin and I, they have a, uh, uh, who's that, who's that rookie that was from last year? Is that Juan Soto? Is that him? Soto, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So like they, they, I mean, yeah, they could be very, any one of those four teams that we mentioned could, could win the division. It's just more of, just picking from the two. Mm-hmm. I I think, uh, unlike you guys, I think the Mets aren't going to have much of an impact. Uh, I think, I, I guess adding Robinson Cano is kind of a good good acquisition. Um, I kind of think, being a Yankee fan, that Robinson Cano can be a bit of a, a bitch at times. And, <laughs> it, he's, and he's really not like the same player he was a few years back, like when he, when he was super young playing with the Yankees, he was really yeah. good. When he, when he just switched over to the Mariners, he was really good, but I don't think he's like going to be the same player. And obviously Miami's going to win the world series this year. And that's final. Yeah, obviously. So the pitcher I was thinking of was Tukey Toussaint. For, <laughs> I love that. Love that. For thing. the Braves. And dude, this guy has gas. I'm telling you. Is he Asian? Gonna... No, he's black. Wow. <laughs> and let me send you a picture of him. I'm telling you that this guy's going to be in the majors by the middle of the season, and he'll be a guy to watch. Uh, but, yeah. All right. Well, moving on to the NL Central. All right. Buckeye so territory. I think this will be also an interesting one. I'll just – I'll start off with who I think is going to win. I think the Cubs will win. I think they're hungry. I think – with Chris Bryant and uh, Darvish being hurt last year, getting off to a slow start, and I, I think I think they're going to do very very well. I think the Brewers will also do pretty well. I'm trying to I'm trying to look here if they really lost anybody. I know that they let's see. So they got Mike Mustakis, you know, veteran guy, um, have the reigning MVP, Kristen Yelich. I think they'll be good as well. I think a really interesting team to watch is going to be the Reds with all the people that they got this past year. So you're adding, with already having Joey Votto, you're adding Sonny Gray, obviously a pitcher, but Jose Iglesias, Matt Kemp, Yasiel Puig. So I don't know how that's going to affect the lineup. It can't hurt it. So I think they're going to be a really interesting team. I've never really cared about Reds baseball, but I think it'll be really interesting. So I think it's going to be, again, I think this is going to be another four-team race. I think it's going to be a race between... I think it's going to be a race between the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Reds, and the Cubs. Now, it's interesting because um, they have – these projections have the Cubs being the worst of the bunch. Uh, I disagree. Really? Yeah, they have them at 79 and 82. Wow. Yeah. Um, they didn't really lose anything. <laughs> no. In fact, even the Pirates could make a, make a run here. I, all five teams – I think all five teams could be above 500. Which is kind of which is kind of rare because all the bottom teams in all these divisions are projected to do pretty bad. I, again, I'm shocked that the Cubs are projected to be that bad, but um, I think they have one of the more consistent uh, pitching staffs in in both the NL and the AL with Kyle Hendricks and Cole Hamels and John Lester and Quintana. I I think they're 
Um, I think they're going to win probably like 94, 95 games. And then Brewers and the Cardinals kind of right behind them. I actually have the Cardinals in the second wild card spot. Um, so I think all five teams are actually going to be pretty good. I think the, I think the Cubs are going to win this one. So I think the Brew Crew is going to win again. I think the Cubs are going to be a close second. And then maybe St. Louis, uh, close with them. But I think the Reds and the Pirates are going to be nowhere close. Um, I think the Brewers, and this might be a hot take, I think the Brewers have the best batters, the best lineup in baseball. They mm. have a ridiculous amount of power, but it also isn't like Adam Dunn average or Chris Davis average. Yeah. Like They all bat in the 250s, 260s, 270s, and they all have a bit of power capability. I mean, Jesus Aguilar is competing for a spot with Eric Timms or Eric Thames. And Eric Thames was a really, really good uh uh, power guy last year, maybe two years ago. When was it that he was it last year or two years ago when he started out in the first two weeks? He had like yeah. eight homers. I want to say it was two years ago, but it might have been last year. That, that's I what think I'm it saying. was two I, years ago. I, I lose track of like a year by year. Like I yeah. can know like five years ago or something like that. But yeah, they have Ryan Braun still, who obviously is nowhere near where he used to be. But it's it's not a crazy drop off. Um, they have some speed on their team. I mean, I think they're the most. I don't want to say well balanced because Kansas City has a good mix of power and a good mix of uh, good mix of like a really good mix of speed. But I don't know. I think they have the best lineup in baseball. I think their pitchers absolutely blow. They got Chasin, who was terrible with the Rockies. Um, I can't imagine he's going to do good things. And then it's just a lineup of people I don't know or I know them and they suck. So that's my that's where I'm going to go there. Uh, then the Cubs. The Cubs have been the same exact team for the last two years, and they've been good and they've been consistent. Uh, now that they have Kyle Schwarber back, as long as he doesn't get injured, I think they'll they'll hang up there with the Brewers, and that could really go either way. The Cardinals, I'm like, eh, about. Uh, I just think I, I just think that they're they're so used to winning, like they're always in it. And now you yeah. add Goldschmidt and Andrew Miller, I just I don't know. They always see, it's like it's like March Madness when you think a team's kind of meh, but they always seem to perform well in March Madness. That's kind of like what I think with the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, and I could totally see that. I mean, I like Carpenter a lot. I think Carpenter's great. Uh, Paul DeYoung was a good pickup. And then I think Goldschmidt was good too, but he's kind of dropped off. He used to be this really high average, really good power guy, and I just don't see him. I see him hitting maybe like maybe 30 home runs this year with like a 270. I don't think he's going to be as crazy as people expect. I think Azuna's... I think Azuna is going to be a better batter than Goldschmidt this year. But, of course, they have Yachty, Yachty behind the plate. And I like their pitching lineup. It's, it's funny. You see Adam Wainwright, who's I feel like he's been here for 50 years. Um, but they have Carlos Martinez, who's hurt. He should probably be back in – I think he's going to be back in April. I think I read that. But the person I really like is Miles Mikolas. He pitched in Japan for, like, three years and was, like, one of the better pitchers in Japan. And he doesn't have a great – I think he had like a 6 ERA over spring. The only reason I know that is because he was on my fantasy team. But he had a 6 ERA during uh, spring training. But he's like by far their ace, and I think he's going to do really well in this division particularly because I don't think the Reds are going to be able to hit. And the Pirates are going to be like, I don't know. They're going to be up and down, I guess. Um, looking at the Reds, Votto's old, Puig sucks. 
Sonny Gray was the guy that I was talking about. And now he's a starter on the Reds, where he did he raked for the Athletics. And then I was wondering if that was terrible. who you're talking about. That I is, just was like, was uh, he might about. be too mainstream. Maybe that's not who you're talking about. No, Sonny Gray was really good with the Athletics, and then he went to the Yankees, and everyone hated him, and they booed him. Yeah, out he of the was city. trash with the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, when when you're a guy that relies on velocity and your velocity goes down, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, he sucks. I don't think the Reds are gonna be. I think the Reds and the Pirates are gonna be the bottom of the pack. I'm very anti-Pirates this year, very anti-Neil Huntington. I hope they have a terrible year, which is going to be, it's weird to say, but to be a good team in baseball, you either have to already be good or you have to be the worst team in a league. Like the Cubs were very, very bad six, seven years ago, and look at where they've been, look at where they've come. The Pirates have never been very, very bad. They've just been mediocre. Uh, Last year, they were over 500 at the All-Star break, and they decided to buy even though they should have sold. Um, I don't know. I think the Pirates just need to lose for a while to get good. I mean, if, if the Pirates do well, I mean, they have Musgrove and Kingham who have been who were pretty decent last year. Um, I mean, Kingham wasn't the best, but you expect that kind of guy to develop. And then we have uh, – I can't remember the pitcher. We have a good ace pitcher that's probably going to come up, Brad Keller. I watched him play at uh, – at Altoona, the Altoona Curve, and then Will Craig was a first baseman that played at the Curve, and he he did really good during spring training. So, hoping they get bad enough, they sell some pieces, bring those guys up, and then try to have a a decent year in twenty twenty one. Right on, right on. Um, so I have this as my kind of toss up division. There's three teams: uh, Cubs, Cardinals, and Brewers. Uh, I think any of these teams can have a breakout year. Uh, the Cubs could continue to dominate the division. If the Cubs stay healthy, it'll probably be like the latter of like whether or not they aren't that good or they're good. So if they stay healthy, I think they'll end up dominating the division. Uh, if not, it could be a toss up. None of these teams really added any like superstars aside from the ones they already have on the teams. Cardinals had some additions to the bullpen, especially Andrew Miller, who will help out their pitching. The Brewers are always contenders, and it's just because they keep like strong players around. And they made some pretty good moves that were overshadowed by Harper and Machado. Um, the Reds and the Pirates are going to be in a race for last place. <laughs> I it would be see you you want the Pirates to lose, but I kind of want them to win. Uh, Dude, just if, because if, if Pittsburgh wins, we'll get this false sense of hope, and we'll start yeah. buying things, and then we'll just be <laughs> mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know, but I, I like I like the idea of a team winning despite their owners being assholes. Yeah, I <laughs> and Huntington. and like I I don't understand how like I wish the MLB like association in general had more power as to like how owners treat their teams. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like they, these guys like I get that they're like the owners of the team, but they, they literally do nothing. It's it's like embarrassing for Pennsylvania. Like at least the Phillies are like now Philly is like representing like Pennsylvania. Well, but while the pirates are like just sitting back and like, well, who cares? We don't have another 500 season, you know? Yeah. And if you want my actual thought of what's going to happen, I would be willing to put money that the pirates, I want them to do bad. I'd be willing to put money that the pirates all-star break are above 500 and they contemplate buying. I don't know if they'll buy, but then we're just going to stay in mediocrity. Uh, I think the Cubs are going to 
slowly fizzle back down to like middle of the pack because you saw it like the Cardinals are really good and they've slowly started fizzling down. Now they're trying to get up and up with Goldschmidt and the huge contract they gave him. That kind of mm-hmm. got overshadowed too by Bryce Harper and yeah. all those guys because he's making some good money. But right, right. Yeah, I, I think the Pirates are going to do decent, but I hope they do bad. So uh, let's do this last division here. This is a, a long episode. I, th- I feel like it is. Yeah, just a lot to talk about. A lot of people. And a lot yeah, of teams. it's it's so tough because it's you got to cover each team. And like we said, there's so many players that like I like like right now. Like five seconds ago, I just changed my second wild card pick to the Rockies because I didn't even know that they got Daniel Murphy and Mark Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Like like I I didn't even know that because everything gets so overshadowed by these free agents. So I guess. Yep. Oh, I'll lead off with I think the Dodgers are going to win it again. Um, I just again I think kind of like uh, Cleveland and the Red Sox. I just think they have a very consistent team. They always do well. They have pitching. I, I think Kershaw will have a little bit better of a year, I, although maybe not with this injury. I, I really hope it's not lingering because he's truly a great ambassador of the game and has been consistently great. And I just I hope we haven't seen the last of who Clayton Kershaw is as a pitcher mm-hmm. uh, going off of that. I think, I think it will be a really tight race between the Dodgers and the Rockies. Ultimately the Dodgers take it. Rockies get the second wild card spot. Um, like I was saying, like Rockies have Blackman. They got Trevor story. They got Nolan Arenado who they signed to a big extension. They have Daniel Murphy. They have Mark Reynolds now. So it really wouldn't surprise me if the Rockies do win that. Um, now, as far as the Diamondbacks and the Padres, I think that, They'll be decently close for a while. I think, I think it'll be a like a, you know, like a, a respectable seven to eight games in between the Rockies and the Dodgers, between uh, the Diamondbacks and the Padres. Padres got you know Ian Kinsler now, Man Machado, some other good, uh, good veteran players, good farm system. So in a couple of years they'll probably be pretty good. And then once again, I think the Giants are going to be pretty bad. I mean, they did get Drew Pomerantz, but he hasn't been good since what what was that two years ago when he had a really good season mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. it was it was only a really good half season i think, I think yeah he traded at the deadline and then he yeah. started doing bad yeah so i got i got dodgers and rockies in a really tight race in this one though mm-hmm. i'm gonna take the rockies and then i'm gonna take the dodgers and again yeah yeah I, it's, it's super close but i don't know the dodgers i feel like had a lot of people that were pretty i don't want to say streaky or young because a lot of these guys weren't young like cody bellinger's like 28 so I mean, it's not like he's—is he twenty-eight? He's—he's—he's he's, he's not like a super young like, Cody Bellinger. Yeah, he's. He I might thought he came a, up he in the farm system. Like, Maybe he did. Yeah. Do they still have Jock Peterson, or he get traded? They do have Jock the Rock. Now he's. Oh, shit. He, Never he's mind. Cody Bellinger's right? twenty-three. Yeah, I was gonna say Bellinger. I thought was pretty young. I thought for sure he was older. Yeah, I'm off here. Uh, I don't know. I don't think the Dodgers are gonna. What do you think great. about Kershaw? I don't know. It's sad. So, it's sad. It is sad. But, I mean, when when someone's that good for so long, like, obviously Kershaw's on a different level than Madison Bumgarner, but you kind of saw the same thing a few years ago from Madison Bumgarner. Like, he's still a good pitcher, but it was kind of a, a sharp drop-off, and then it's like, yeah, you might still be the ace for your team, but you're not an ace in the league, right? I just I just I, didn't want it, I just didn't want it to be too injury, though. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I th- I think Kershaw is still going to go down as one of the best pitchers of all time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt with that. But, yeah, it'll be – I don't know. He should, he's missing, what, like all of April? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's this this might be a lingering thing, man. Uh, I'm telling yeah. you, this might be well, one of those. Was, he was he super, back it was in the same, or something. It was the same shoulder last year, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm not super impressed. I love Walker Bueller. Uh, came up one of their pitchers. Good young guy. Um, I'm a big Jock Peterson fan, but he hasn't been done good. Uh, yeah, not super sold on the Dodgers. I like the Rockies a lot. I love Charlie Blackman. Yep. Uh, he used to be really fast and on the base paths, but I think he screwed his ankle up a few years ago or two years ago or something, and he's been cutting back on that, turned more into a power average guy. Uh, again, I didn't know he got they got, they got Daniel Murphy. That's a huge pickup. Yep. Uh, Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, love both of those guys too. Now you almost had to watch though because the Rockies being in Coors Park. Yep. I mean that's home run city, which is why the Rockies starters always suck. But the the one exception to that rule was Kyle Freeland, who had a really good year last year. I don't think he's going to be able to replicate that. But other than that, their their starting pitchers aren't that great. It really just depends because I think they have the bats to to be a contender in this league. Like let's say their pitching isn't great, their bats definitely compensate for that. Um, so I think if if the Rockies snuck in with a wild card, I I think whoever wins this division, the other the Rockies or the Dodgers, the other team is going to be in the wild card. Yep. And if they play it at Coors Field, I think the Rockies take that. Because um, if they pitch Kyle Freeland or German Marquez, both of them were decent last year. Um, but I think both of them would are good enough pitchers. And, and when you play in Coors Park, you know how to hit bombs in Coors Park. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you're, just, you're just yeah. What who is it? That. I think it's Charlie Blackman. Whose home, whose home, like batting average and home runs per? I mean, it's just like astronomical. It's over, like I think it's over four fifty or something. Yeah, I'm it gonna look that be, up. Keep, keep talking. Yeah, that a lot. It might be crazier oh. than that. Uh, looking at the Padres, I like the Padres lineup. They made a lot of moves. They got some old heads in here uh, with Kinsler. Um, Will Myers is a really good player. Um, I like him a lot. Renfro's a young guy, pretty good. Austin Hedges wasn't he with the Yankees? Wasn't he a Yankees prospect, or am I way uh, off the ball? There? He he might have been a prospect. I I don't remember him ever being like near the majors at all, though. Hmm. Yeah. So listen to this. So home now. I don't know if this is just last year, or if this is, or if this is just you know his first career. But home, he is hitting three ninety one compared to away two seventy six. Home, hmm. yeah. This must have been this must have been last year. Uh, 119 hits compared to 94, 18 doubles, 13 triples compared to one, 24 homers compared to 13. Hmm. Yeah. And I, and I'm... slugging is 773 compared to 447. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he's insane. He's he's a great fantasy player, by the way, because he's very well rounded. Yeah. Um, off the ball on Austin Hedges too. He was drafted by the Padres. I don't know why I was thinking Yankees. Who was the Yankees catcher that was? And this this might be ten years ago for all I know, but he was a really good prospect and then never really panned out. It wasn't Sanchez. It was a guy maybe like three four years ago. He was catching for you guys. I, I'm trying to think of who you're thinking of. Uh, all right, I'll do a little bit. It's of, not uh, Romine. It's not Romine because no, it's not Austin Romine. Romine. No, that might be why I thought Hedges though because Austin. But uh, San Diego has some good pitching. Uh, Joey Lucchesi, I think, is going to be really good this year. It just depends. I mean, any pretty much everyone in the NL West, the pitching's not great because they play at Coors Field, what a, a fifth of the time or something. Yeah. Uh, in terms of statistics, 
Diamondbacks, I think, are going to be the worst in the division. And I think the Giants are, are a close fourth. Um, I don't know. I, I like Joe Panic. I like Longo, even though he's kind of washed up. Brandon Belts. I feel like Brandon Belts has been in the league for 20 years. Uh, Buster Posey, Crawford. They have a guy named Mac Williamson. That sounds like a crazy basketball player. It does. He's probably some local Y legend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Local Y legend, Mac Williamson. I'll tell you what, though. I do like the Giants pitching, like you said about Pomerantz in there. But Derek Holland, I like Derek Holland a lot from the Rangers. He's been in the league a while, too. Yeah, he has. Samarge has been in the league for about 65 years. Is he your uh, Scotty Reynolds award winner? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Between him and Longa for this team, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I feel like all these divisions I'm picking it kind of close because you just never know about baseball. Like, there's a lot of pieces. It just depends on how they mesh together. So, I guess my final would be Rockies, Dodgers in one of the wild card spots, and then Padres, Giants, D-backs. That's probably what I'm going with. Not bad. bad. Um, So, I'm going Dodgers are going to win the division. Rockies are going to get the wild card. Um, The Central, Cubs are going to win it, and then the Phillies – are going to win the East, and the Braves are going to win. go to the wild card. They're going to be the first wild card. The Braves are going to be the first wild card. Okay. Um, so I'm just going into the season praying that Kershaw it, it comes out of this all, like, healthy. Uh, I think Kershaw is good for baseball. I think he's just, like, yeah. he's just like that superstar pitcher that I think he represents baseball pretty well. All right. Well, I have to slot this in here. So you talk about good for baseball. Why has no one signed Bartolo Colon? <laughs> you said that the first time. Because, he's I the, think it's he because is the best I think it's, pitcher to watch. I think it's because every team thinks that they don't deserve him. I agree. <laughs> That's I, probably know, what it is. That is one of those. Yeah. Oh, man. Absolutely. Oh, man. So, uh, <laughs> the, I think the Rockies have a pretty solid team, and Arenado is going to lead uh, them pretty well. Uh, the Diamondbacks, I don't think are that good, but I think they're going to prove to be better than both the Padres and the Giants. Uh, they traded Goldschmidt, which, you know, shows yeah. a rebuilding. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what I really wanted to talk about, I'm surprised we didn't talk more about this is like Manny Machado and Padres picking them up. Um, so just a little disclaimer again, I have never been a fan of Manny Machado ever. Um, <laughs> I think he's a great ball player, and I I just think his attitude like completely sucks. You know what I mean? Like, it, and I think like early on he's gonna realize what team he chose to play for, and I think that famous like laziness he has is gonna come out because he's realizing he's not winning as many games as he thought he was going to. Uh, and I think the Padres are gonna end up being a little disappointed that they signed him. And unless they make some more bigger moves next off season, then I, or, or within the season itself, even, I don't think like Machado is going to be one of their best decisions. Uh, he might have a minor impact, but I don't think that's going to save them from not being a loser in the West. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the giants are just bad. So. Yeah. Just, just a little bit on Manny Machado. So I liked Machado a lot when he was with the Orioles and I know the Orioles were, like a contender for for a small amount of time when the Yankees were kind of not doing super well, like that kind of rebuilding phase for them. But uh, 
I think I liked Machado a lot. And I think, and this could this could be completely just fabricated in my head, but I think that Machado knew that he was the guy with the Orioles, and he was content with his role. And if they won games, they won games. If they didn't, it just mattered how he was doing. And you didn't really see the selfishness until you got to a team that needed to win day in and day out, and that just became like what he judged his performance on, like what he judged how well he did. And you started to see like the scumminess of Manny Machado come out. So I don't know. I think in a way Manny Machado, I mean, he's still young, right? Isn't he 25? He's 26. 24? He's pretty 26. young. So, I mean. He's the same age as Harper. He's made some mistakes. I mean, everyone has that's, that's been in the spotlight. We talked about this a little bit whenever, uh, whenever Harper got signed. I think in our, our first episode, Spike, about how when you're a kid, like when you're 16 and you're on the cover of ESPN magazine, yeah, if you're not throwing temper tantrums and expecting like the best of the best when you don't do well, I mean, more props to you because I don't, I don't know if I would be in that role. I don't know if Hayden, if you'd be in that role or Spike would be in that role. Like, I feel like anyone's put in that position and you're expected to be the next Babe Ruth at that point, like that's literally what ESPN magazine was, was defining him as. I think you are a little bit of a douche and a little bit of a jerk and a brat. And I think Machado was kind of like that too, because he was the guy in, uh, in Baltimore. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I've never been a fan of the, the douchebag attitude, you know, <laughs> I just, I don't know how you can, I don't know how you can, I don't know how you can say I'm not Johnny, Johnny hustle. And then somehow weasel your way out of that and just making it sound like, oh, you're not, you're not too lazy. That's just you don't say that. You don't say I'm not Johnny Hustle. And he was comparing himself to he was comparing himself to like Bryce and Mike Trout, who are going to try to get the extra base and stuff like that. And it's like, what do you what do you mean you you didn't mean it that way? It's exactly what you meant. But I mean, Bryce Harper hasn't hustled sometimes. You mean everyone has like a, a little bit of but, it. But I mean, at least Harper in the in the lock or not the locker room in the dugout gets emotional and at least shows passion to win. Yeah, I, I have yet Machado to see, kind of shuts like, down. Yeah. I've yet I've yet to see Machado like have a ton of smiles like exactly. or like or like if they're losing like get super hyped up about like like if they score a run like they I don't see Machado being up there going like let's go you know it's. It, I don't know. He he just seems like a grade A douchebag to me, and that's just how I've always vision, like seen him. Even when he was with the Orioles, like I, 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 I don't think like the excuse that he's young, and I get where you're coming from with that. But like, it, there comes a time after you've been in the league for how many years has he been there now? Four. Yeah, he's he's been there like four or five. Four, Probably four or five. five. Yeah. 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 It, it's time to grow up and put on some big boy pants and not be so much of a little bitch about shit. So defending my boy Manny, if you go on Google and type in Manny Machado's smile, <laughs> there are tons of pictures of him smiling. So <laughs> yeah, right, dude, look at it. There's tons. Smiling, on field, smiling off the field, about, smiling about with, him and the Orioles winning sixty games. I mean, there's definitely one. Here's a few. If you keep going, of uh, of him looking very sad and upset that his teammates didn't do well. He was on the yeah. cover of ESPN magazine smiling. I mean, I don't know. I think he's a happy guy. He just he just overall is a little douchey. But I think I think Hayden disagrees with you, but I, I think he does. I don't think we're gonna be able to Hayden's not gonna be able to change my mind and I'm not gonna be able to change his mind. But I 
I see where you're coming from. I'll give you that. If you can find me an example where Manny Machado has been a great leader, then I might change my mind. Okay. So I, I guess you'll win that. <laughs> do you guys want to discuss who we have won in the World Series and then kind of wrap it up from there? Or? Sure. Yeah. I guess I'll go first. So, like I said, recap of the NL, I have the Braves, Dodgers, Cubs. Wild card is the Phillies and the Rockies. I have the Phillies beating the Rockies, so obviously getting into the normal series. And coming out of all of that, I got the Cubs. AL, I got the Red, so- I got Red Sox, Cleveland, and Houston. Wild card, Yankees and Athletics. I got the Yankees beating the Athletics. Out of that, so I have a Cleveland and Chicago rematch from 2016. And I am going to go with the Cleveland Indians getting revenge. Nice. Nice. Good pick. So, recap for my AL. I had the Yankees winning the East, the Red Sox as the wild card team. I had the Cleveland Indians and the Twins as the wild card team. And then I had the Astros in the AL West. For the NL, I don't think I said this, but I have the Braves. And then I have Milwaukee with the Cubs as the wild card. And then the Dodgers... With or the, sorry, the Rockies with the Dodgers as a wild card. I think so. You guys have a little bit of a different take. I think that the Nationals, Phillies, Mets, and Braves are all going to be really close. I think there's a drop off in the NL Central between the Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, and the other two teams. So I would say the NL West, the Rockies and Dodgers, whoever comes out of that and doesn't win the NL West is going to be the team with the most wins in the NL that didn't win their division. And I'm probably going to say that the NL East, whoever doesn't win that, is less is going to have less wins than whoever didn't win the NL Central. So, sorry, that, that kind of came out weird. But, yeah, so the NL, I have, screw it. We're going to go Rockies, Brewers in the NL. Probably going to pull out the Brew Crew. And the AL, if it's possible, we're going to go Twins, Red Sox with the Red Sox. Red, Sto- Red Sox, Brew Crew, Red Sox. All right. Um, yeah. Who's your winner? Red Sox. Red said. Sox, yeah. Okay. The um, Sox. So I had the Red Sox winning the AL East and the Yankees being the first wild card. And then I had the Astros and the Twins winning their divisions and the Indians being the second wild card. Um, I have the Yankees beating the Indians in the wild card. And then I have a seven-game series prediction for the Red Sox-Yankees. And I think the Yankees are going to come out on top this time. And it's going to be the Astros and the Yankees again in the ALCS. Um, I think this time the Yankees somehow uh, are hot. I think they get, go on a hot streak. They end up in the World Series. Uh, on the NL side, I think the Braves and the Rockies are going to be the wild card game. And the Dodgers are going to be uh, – uh, when their division, uh, respectively, then the Phillies and then the Cubs. Uh, I think the Braves win. I think the Dodgers end up beating the Braves. And I think the Cubs beat the Phillies. And I think the Cubs beat the Dodgers. And it's the Yankees and the Cubs for a classic in the World Series. Um, I think it's going to be a six-game series. And I think the Yankees are going to come back on top finally this year so just to recap snook you had the yankees spike who'd you have as your world series champion cleveland cleveland okay yeah so all all reasonable world series champions i would say so we we all we all have an al team we all yeah we do yeah we do team yeah 
Yep. yep. That's very interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how all these pan out. Um, there's just, like we said, this is a longer episode because there's just so much to talk about. <laughs> it's just baseball. so dragged out. Yeah. <laughs> how yeah, long is it? Point, it's an hour and a half. Wow. I don't do it. I don't do it. I mean, it's, it's not – so, Spike, our first one was ridiculously oh, yeah. long. I mean, this is covering each team. So, like, I think we did a Yeah. No, I, I think we did a good job covering it, but in hindsight – probably would have been better to split it up and be able to cover a little more but overall we have the full picture here i think it's it's pretty good like i said it'll be interesting to see i you tell you what i love what i don't think is going to happen but what i would love to see is for the rays to cake the red Sox and the yankees and the rays <laughs> are the only team to make it out of wow that'd be crazy that, yeah. that, that would be, be nice yeah I should put money on that tomorrow because that's probably a crazy That'd line. That'd be insane line. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I think the Red Sox are going to – I was I was telling Spike earlier, um, I feel kind of bad because my pick for the World Series is the Red Sox, and Hayden, you love the Yankees, and my pick for March Madness was UNC, and Spike loves Duke. So Thanks, buddy. Yeah, that's thanks. What's, and that's you also you also trashed the Phillies in the NL East. He did. He did trash. Yeah, them. I don't. I don't. I think. I think there's a little bit of hype there, but I hope they do <laughs> well. Okay, I can. No, I can understand that. Teams. I can understand that, but I think it's well warranted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like we just added Bryce Harper. Like I can understand that, but right. I I agree that they're they're not going to do as well as people say. I just think that the hype is is warranted and it's for real and they could be very very good yeah well i, I love segura i think he's a great ad i think it's a very under the radar ad um and yeah i think i think the phillies have a really good team but i don't think they're winning the world series this year and you don't need no, this like no, so no, i don't no. i don't think i don't think that... they're winning i don't think they're winning next year either mm-hmm. yeah so we'll see that's that's how the cookie crumbles though in the mlb uh you got some <laughs> some people that you pretty much know are going to be up there and then everyone else is just a crap shoot so mystery yeah complete mystery so i guess it's time to wrap this guy up and you guys have anything else to say any hot takes no hot takes other than i'm tired i'm, I'm very <laughs> tired it's, it's pretty late now <laughs> yeah it's getting there so alrighty, guys well thanks for listening hit us up on uh social media at the vacant house pc vacant house P as in Phillies, C as in Carlos Correa. P as in Phillies, that's very good, Bargo. P as in Phillies. I know where your mind went, Spike. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, that took me a while. That's how tired I am. That took me a while to catch on on that. But, alrighty, well, thanks for listening, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. See you later.